Blog Talk Radio. Tristan Law is going to be with us shortly. 
But before we get him on, I just want to say hi, Dave. How are you? Welcome back. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> I, I feel good. What's been going on in the show lately? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't been able to tune in. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, it was a good show. It was it was interesting. You know, it was good times. Um, it was funny, man, because we started the show, and, and I mean, that's the closest I've ever come to throwing my laptop across the room. I, I was ready to kill somebody. Um, those of you who don't know, the, the show goes, obviously, through Blog Talk Radio, and we use uh, uh, Skype, and that's how the show goes through. Um, Skype was crapping out. The Wi-Fi was crapping out. Um, then we got it on, but the phones were crapping out. Um, luckily, when Jerry Lynn called in, uh, it was pretty clear, and it came through. But then we're like, all right, the phones are back. And then, Dave, we tried to get you on, and again, we, we, the phones kind of crapped out again. So it was a tough, a tough road for us, but we persevered. We made it through. Uh, it was a solid show. And then the DOD showed up and took over and, and promised uh, all sorts of destruction to anyone who stands in their way in the BWO. And the heavyweight champ did retain his title last night, and we have him on the line. So let's hear what the DOD has in store for the BWO in the future. Champ, are you there? What do you mean, of course I'm here? You already know I'm here. What kind of dumb question is that, Ken? Uh, welcome back. How'd the show go last night? The show went amazing. The Dynasty of Destruction is still on top. That, that Glenn Ulrich, love him. That's my best friend right now. We got rid of that Steve Off. We got rid of Section 8. We got rid of a bunch of people last night because the dynasty were taking over, baby. So as, as, as the dynasty, for what are the future plans now for the dynasty and the BWO? If I tell you the future plans, then why would you buy a ticket for the next show? Well, I think that's a good point. When is the next show? The next show is the third Saturday of next month. The third Saturday, BWO, and I hate to call it BWO. But Body Slam Wrestling Organization, BWO, we run our shows the third Saturday of every month at one Legion place, Elmwood Park, New Jersey. That's the American Legion of Elmwood Park, New Jersey. Do you want to find out what else we're going to do? Be there live the third Saturday of every month. Well, what's next on your uh, docket? Who else? I mean, and I'll use this term loosely, quote, challenge you for your title. Well, last, last night, let's start with last night. Last night, I took on a, a new guy. Glenn Ulrich gave me a break and said that he'll, he'll give me an easy guy to wrestle. So I wrestled a rookie to BWO. His name is Gouda. He's actually a, a rookie to the business as well. And uh, that guy, I, I beat him from pillar to post. You know, I'm, I ripped his pants off of him and stuff like that. And uh, that guy gave me a run for my money. Um, I could see him being a future champion at BWO, but just on my belt. Because I see myself being champion for a long time. And you know what? I'm going to have to call my brother and give him the belt. Because I'm keeping that belt in the family. Nobody's ever going to be champion but the law. How did the rest of the DOD fare last night? The rest of the DOD, they fared, fared fine. We brought in brutal Bob Evans from Ring of Honor. He was our he was our muscle. We used him to put a little bit of a, of a hurting on, on that preacher, Phineas James. Uh, you know, Brutal Bob Evans, it was good to have him on the show last night. Um, we had Mikey Cap, who was there with me last week at the Pepper Mill. Mikey Cap and, uh, and Richie Ryan, they took on the East Coast players. I don't want to give you the uh, 
the outcome of that one because it wasn't in our favor. But you know what? They still kicked ass, and that's all that matters. What was it? Did something happen there? Was it, uh, you know, I can't, I can't fathom the DOD, you know, not taking care of business. You know what? Things happen. Ne- next week, ne- next show, next show, we're just gonna, next show, we're just gonna be kicking more ass. So don't worry about what happened last night. Just know that the DOD, we're on top still. We all, we, we also now have limited edition Dynasty of Destruction watches. And the only way to get the gold watch is to be a member of the Dynasty of Destruction. If you were at the show last night, all of us were wearing our watches. I, I, that's awesome. I'm, not, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing the, the Dynasty in action. Um, just a curiosity, I, I heard rumors that you're actually heading out to the uh, WWE event tonight. What are you looking forward to tonight? What am I looking forward to? I'm looking for some good action. You know, not only. I'm not a wrestler. I'm a wrestling fan. You know, in order to, I feel that in order to, to know where I'm going, i got to understand the product. So what I'm looking forward to right now, I'm looking forward to the Daniel Bryan and uh, CM Punk match. I'm looking forward to the John Cena match. I'm looking forward to actually all the matches to see how to see the level of entertainment tonight. And tonight, I'm wearing the KenReedy.com shirt, and I hope that you're wearing my shirt in your studio. You know, I actually am wearing that shirt tonight. You know, there's nothing better in this business than a little bit of cross-promotion going on. Uh, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours, and I I know I would never be good enough to just be in the DOD, but just being being in good favor with the DOD is, is enough for me. So it's it's great having this uh, kind of partnership going on with you, champ. Uh, looking forward to seeing some big, great things coming from you in, in the future. Um, anything else you get to promote before we let you go? Uh, check out my website, TristanLaw.com. Google me, Tristan Law. That's with an E, T-R-I-S-T-E-N-L-A-W. You'll find my Facebook fan page. You'll find my Facebook. Don't be afraid to fan me. I, I mean, to friend me. Look me up at Twitter, at Tristan Law. Uh, follow BWO, Body Slam Wrestling on uh, Twitter. It's at Body Slam. Like them on Facebook. You know, um... And I'll be calling in next week. You'll be hearing from me more often. Awesome. Can't wait to hear from you. Can't wait to hear, uh, you know, what the DOD is going to be up to next. Great faction. They are taking over the indie scene. Champ, always a pleasure. Thanks for calling in. All right. Thanks. And there you go. You never know who's going to wind up calling in the Ken Reedy Show, the BWO Heavyweight Champion Law, giving us a buzz. Because you know what? Here at this show... Not only do we cover the big ones, not only are we going to talk WWE, but we got our finger on the pulse of the indie scene. You want to find out what's going on in indie wrestling? You want to talk about indie wrestling? You bring it right here. This is the show to be at the best in pro wrestling talk. And the the guy, the man, Tristan Law, calling in, uh, giving us a few minutes. Dave, huh? You never know who's going to call in. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite interesting times here at the Ken Reedy Show. I'm just curious, but by this uh, Tristan Law character, why he didn't want to uh, give us the result of a certain match that took place on last night's show. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what the Dynasty of Destruction has to offer the Body Slam Wrestling uh, Organization. Um, so we'll see. But I don't know about this Tristan Law character. He's uh. 
he he talks the talk. Uh, you know, let's see if he can walk the walk with somebody of his caliber. He said he beat a rookie last night, although the rookie gave him a run for his money. But he shouldn't be too proud if he's a heavyweight champion that he beat a rookie in the wrestling business. He should be more proud that, uh, you know, he beat somebody more established to uh, garner more attention for himself, uh, you know, because nobody's going to care that he beat some jabroni. But uh, that's just my opinion. But, you know, you know I, I don't want to. going on. The, the DOD is kind of taking control of BWO, and they're, they're going to make sure that strap stays on Tristan Law for a long time. And, you know, I stood face-to-face, eye-to-eye with the champ, and... Yeah, I don't know if I'd necessarily say that to his face. Uh, good guy. And, you know, uh, breaking kayfabe for a second, uh, it's interesting, man, but those guys, they, they can they can do a promo. Uh, they can cut a promo. Uh, it's a good show. Uh, we had a lot of fun last week at the Pepper Mill. Um, and it's interesting because we do see some guys uh, debuting. We see guys on TV right now that, you know, can't cut a good promo. And, you know, I was sitting with a – bunch of indie guys said that all of them, all of them had a talk. And, and it was funny because before we, we got on camera, they were all, you know, polite and, and very, you know, cool guys and, and nice to hang out with. And, man, you turn the mic on and bam, it was just there. They just brought it. So uh, kind of excited to, to have the DOD and, and the BWO as part of the Ken Reedy show. And we will continue to uh, – Foster partnership with the BWO and any other independent that wants to uh, run some storylines through this show or, or call in or get some exposure because we're all about sponsoring events and supporting indie wrestling because as much as we love, and we do love watching the big shows and we love watching Monday Night Raw and, and we're going to get to talking about the pay-per-view tonight, but the indie scene is the backbone. It is the, the essence of this business we all love, uh, pro wrestling, and we love doing our part to uh, support that scene. Um, so thanks a lot, Tristan, for giving us a few. Anyone else? You know, Tristan Law put it out there. He put it out there that the DOD took care of business. Anyone out there in the BWO that thinks they have a chance at exorcising the demons of the DOD and taking control back of the BWO, you give us a call and let us know how you think you're going to get them out of power because I don't see anybody out there doing anything to remove the DOD from a power position in the BWO right now. Now we're going to get into some talk about the uh, TNA. And TNA last week, they had uh, their Slammiversary pay-per-view and because of everything that went on on Monday and a special show, we didn't get to hit a lot of what's going on in TNA, and, you know, TNA needs to be really, really, really proud of themselves because they 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 pulled off a kick-ass pay-per-view really when they had to. Slammiversary, 10-year anniversary, high expectations on this pay-per-view, and I thought it was great. Your thoughts, Dave? Um, I, you know what, uh, unfortunately I did not order the pay-per-view, but I did watch a few matches on YouTube. I was thoroughly impressed with Austin Aries and Samoa Joe. I thought it was a great match. Um, I mean, I didn't think it would disappoint considering the two talents that are that were in the ring. I wish there was a little better buildup towards that match, but the final product itself blew me out of the water. The tag team title match blew me out of the water. I mean, you put those four guys, Kurt, AJ, 
Daniels and Kazarian, and they're going to tear the roof off. I mean, over and you know what? Being outside of the impact zone helped. Being in a sold-out arena helped. The whole show just had that big feel vibe to it that it hasn't had in quite a while, and I thought it was I thought all around thumbs up from what I saw. And um, let's hope the trend continues. Yeah, I thought I thought it was tremendous. I mean, it, it may be look. If someone wanted to put out there and said, you know, and I haven't seen all of them and I haven't been on board with TNA from the beginning, so I'll just put that out there. But, and if you'd like to call in 347-838-9815, number again is 347-838-9815. Um, you know, there are people online that were saying this would be TNA's best pay-per-view ever. Um, it's just that good. And I agree with you. Um, compared to what lockdown was, where they took it out of the impact zone, that crowd was dead. And, you know, sometimes wrestling needs a, a convergence of events. I think lockdown was horrible, but the crowd was. And it's tough when you're a performer to get up when the crowd's not into it. Uh, Slammiversary was a convergence of everything working at once. The crowd was hot. It was an important pay-per-view. Uh, the matches were great. It's just a really good pay-per-view top to bottom. I agree with you. I mean, kudos to Austin Aries and Samoa Joe. Those two guys, different styles, uh, much different looks, um, and they put on a killer, killer match. I, the match was amazing. Uh, those guys know how to go. Um, they are making the X Division title really mean something over there. And just as an ancillary note, man, dream match right now. I, I, I want to see Dolph Ziggler versus Austin Aries. I know it's probably not going to happen, but I just want to say I want to see that match. But anyway, great match. Uh, you are correct. The tag team match was tremendous, and those tag belts matter. And maybe this is something with, with you know, the Dixie Carter thing and, and AJ, and now AJ having the tag belts. You know, maybe this is the slow process of, of redefining AJ Styles and giving him something. Uh, again, Love the guy. Love the way he works. The guy is a tremendous worker and would never take anything away from what he does in the ring. I have found his character stale. As I've said numerous times on this show, maybe this is something. It's the beginning of tweaking it. I like him as a, as a tag champ. Um, and the idea that maybe you keep them as tag champs for a little while, obviously in, in the world of professional wrestling, eventually split and get mad at each other. And then lo and behold, we're looking at a Kurt Angle uh, rivalry with AJ Styles. I mean, how, and that would be tremendous. So there's something to be said um, with the tag champs. Um, the championship match was good. It wasn't great. Um, it was good. It continues to uh, you know sell Rude as this heel champ. I, I I'm I'm digging Rude. I enjoy his whole character. I like the it factor. Um, and I, I'd like to get your take on this, Dave. The first uh, TNA Hall of Famer, Sting. What do you think? Um, I'm that's a mixed bag for me. Uh, personally, I don't. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a, for the idea of having a TNA Hall of Fame in general because I don't think they've been around enough to establish a Hall of Fame. I know that they've brought in some established stars um, that really haven't bumped the ratings or bumped the product, um, you know, per se. Um, Sting, I mean, it makes sense. They've centered 
the majority of their storylines, their top storylines around him for the better part of six years now, um, and he's been a, a, a big focal point of the company. So it makes sense that they put him in there. I think that's also a dig at WWE for not putting, you know, that by them putting Sting into their Hall of Fame, they did it first before they could ever do it to, you know, to, to get Sting into their Hall of Fame. And, you know, I, I could care less. I mean, as long as they don't put fucking Bob Barker in their Hall of Fame, that's all I care about, you know. But, you know, like WWE does with some of these celebrities. But, um, it, it's a, like I said, it's a mixed bag for me. I can care less either way. I, I, I could care less. I'm I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> you see, I, I, we're, we differ here. I, I don't mind the Hall of Fame. Um, I do think perhaps the greatest uh, the greatest non Vince McMahon touched wrestler perhaps ever, um, Sting. Uh, you know, um, I have never honestly I've never been a big Sting fan, but I got respect for the guy obviously for what he's done in the business. Uh, he never did it for me. Personally, um, but I, I always enjoyed, um, you know, he's always been a big deal. He's always been up there in, in storylines. He's always been important uh, where he's been, uh, and people like him. I mean, he's got a very loyal fan base. Again, not my thing, but, um, you know, honestly, he, he I mean, if, if there's going to be two Hall of Fame, he belongs in the TNA Hall of Fame more than he belongs in a WWE Hall of Fame. Um, the one thing I'm curious about with TNA, and, and if anyone's from Florida and they see this or, or they, they wind up saying something or there's a sign up somewhere, uh, give us a call, let us know, because the one thing I'm curious about is if it's actual physical structure. Because then TNA did it better than the WWE. Uh, the one thing that kills me with the WWE Hall of Fame is it's not a Hall of Fame. Uh, it's great. I love, and, and Dave, you get to test this, and we've gone together a few times. Uh, the Hall of Fame, uh, it's it's amazing. The Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony is tremendous, but it does take a little bit away from the fact that there's no actual Hall of Fame to go to. Um, if at the impact zone, if they section off an area much like do in, in stadiums and stuff across the country – where they start putting plaque up, where there's actually a TNA Hall of Fame that you can walk through uh, before going to the impact zone or afterwards to kind of give you um, experience, uh, something that, that's more than just going to see a wrestling show thing. I'm all for that. I, I think that that's kind of cool. Um, you know, and there are other smaller promotions that have their own Hall of Fame. So um, I'm kind of cool with that. Uh, I, I, but I'm curious. I want to know if there's any plans to put a physical Hall of Fame in place for TNA. So again, if you're from Florida, I hear that you know you know you go to Impact Zone and you see a sign hanging up somewhere that coming soon or whatever. Uh, give us a call, shoot us an email, uh, let me know. And if you got anything you want to talk about TNA Indies three four seven eight three eight nine one five. Obviously, the pay per view we're going to get to soon, but we're going to continue with. Our TNA talking. What I'd like to talk about right now, and I obviously want to get my co-host on this, Hulk Hogan, a polarizing figure for some. Uh, both Dave and I, you know, firm believers. We will not lie. We will not hedge on this. We are Hulkamaniacs. We believe in the power of Hulkamania. 
And but he does garner a bit of criticism. I subscribe to the viewpoint that we never really know exactly what goes on behind the scenes. We may think we know, but we really ultimately don't know. I kind of think Hogan is more of a character right now than anything else. Um, I don't think he's writing scripts as much as some people might like to think that he is. Right now, in TNA, the vibe is positive. Few good impacts, a very good pay-per-view. People are digging the changes that are in effect. Uh, open fight night is working. Uh, gut check is working. Great matches. You know, all the Hogan critics, if you're out there saying that Hogan was doing so poorly and Hogan was dropping the ball in TNA and this and that with Hulk Hogan, well, you know what? At this point, now you've got to give the man credit. If you believe he has that much control, if you're going to shoulder all the blame when the show is bad, then you got to give him the credit when the show is good. And right now, the show is good. I am going to stand by, I don't think he's doing much of it either. I think he's more or less a character. He probably has a say-so. He's Hulk Hogan. So if there's something he doesn't want to do, I'm sure he can tell the writers, no, I'm not doing that. I don't think that's going to work. But ultimately, I think that Hogan is more just, he's Hulkamania running wild in TNA, and he's the GM now, and that's a character, and that's his role in the company. Your thoughts, Dave? Um, Yeah, I do agree with you. I don't think he has as much say as a lot of people think. I think, here's here's how I can imagine a production or a creative meeting, and this is just, you know, just for argument's sake. I can imagine them all sitting down and talking about what they want to go over the show. And, you know, he's in the back, you know, in the back at the end of the table, and everyone's kind of saying what they want to say. And he might chime in his two cents here and there, or they'll ask him a question, or whether they think they should do with this, or whether they think they should do with that. Should we use this guy? Where would this person fit well? Yada, yada, yada. Um, in the beginning, when he first came in, I think he did have a lot more control than, than – uh, than what he does now, personally. I think, um, you know, I mean, because if you notice, he came in and they tried to turn Impact into Nitro again. I mean, they tried to do Monday nights, go head-to-head with Vince, and that didn't work. Um, You know, he brought in a lot of guys that, you know, were past names that he has no associations with. I mean, he brought the Nasty Boys in for a run with the Dudleys. Um, You know, he brought in a lot of past stars that he's used before. So um, I uh, I think now... He's kind of scaled back a little bit. Um, I think a lot of people at the time when they come up with ideas or they run things by him, and then he, if he were to say something, or, hey, let's use this person, or, hey, let's use that person, I think a lot of people are afraid to say no to the guy, quite frankly, because they don't really know. I, I, they don't really know what his job title is other than the fact that he's one of the top guys in management. And I think a lot of people were afraid to say no because of that, because of the fact he was Hulk Hogan. Like, who's gonna who's gonna say no to him? You know what I mean? So I I think personally now it's it. You know, I agree with you. I think it's more of a character than it is anything else. And I think I, I think positive. You know, I, I think I think positively that TNA is on the right track right now. Um, but they gotta stick with what they know and what works for them. And they can't try and be, I've said this a million times, everybody in the Internet said it, you've said it, you know, they got to 
they got to stick to what they know, and they can't try to be like what the WWE is. The open fight night, the gut check, the bound for glory series, like these things, they got to like, they got to use what works for them, what makes them different than the opposition, and run with it and not try and do something else. Not try and turn AJ Styles into a little mini Ric Flair and not try and turn Abyss into the ugliest Hulkamaniac on the face of the planet. Like, they can't do shit like that. They they, they got to they gotta accentuate their positives and camouflage their negatives. I think, I've said it before, that they got to stay out, that they should get out of the impact zone. I think... As long as they garner, as long as they stay live and garner a positive reaction from the audience on television at night, then it works. But traveling outside the impact zone also works too. Right now, they got to be TNA. They can't be anything else. And Hogan, I think, can help them, but he's also a detriment to them too at times with wanting to use his buddies to come in and, and recycle storylines that are 15, 20 years old that won't work today, stuff like that. So it's a, it's a mixed bag for me, but I do agree. Hogan's just a character right now. I really don't think he's got a whole lot of say in the matter. And I think that's by his choice. I don't think anybody demoted him. I think he just kind of stepped back and let them do their thing. But they get his input at times. I agree with you. You know what? It's amazing. Guys out there, keep calling in. we got a full bank of calls, so just hang in there. We're going to try to try. What am I saying? We're going to get to everybody, but just be patient. This is awesome, but we actually have a whole bank, so we're going to go out to the phones. Again, whatever you guys want to talk about, Indies, WWE, TNA, 347-838-9815, and I believe this is Tony on the line. Tony, are you there? Yeah. What's up, Tony? Hey, guys, how's it going? Hey, You're Tony. Going? All right, we got a full bank caller, so Tony, let us know what you want to talk about. Um, yeah, just what you were talking about, about, you know, like TNA, uh, lately, I, like I said, the, the product has been really good, you know, like you said, um, Slammiversary, I did, uh, I really enjoyed, and I think, you know, even, um, Hulk Hogan's promos lately, too, have also been, uh, they haven't really, you know, they, they've actually been better than they used to be, like, you know, they don't draw, they like, they don't, like, drag on and on, you know, even, like, Impact, I really enjoyed this week, you know, the promo with him and Austin Aries, um, I right, thought, I thought, that was good. And I think, you know, I think he's finding his niche as, like, like doing GM promos. You're right. I think, you know, since being out of the wrestling game, you know, at times his promos could be a little weak. But, uh, yeah, I, I like the Austin Aries exchange. That was definitely good stuff, yeah. And it's, it's I think definitely in the last two years since he's been there, that's, that's, at least for right now, you know, there's, it's not more, it's, you know, when he first got there, like you were saying, it was more like WCW as to like, and then they, you know, now it's like, you know, not as much, like you said, when they brought in, when he brought in uh, the Nasty Boys, and then, you know, they had to beat the Dudleys, and then, you know, that stuff, but now, you know, like I said, now, you know, they have, you know, like AJ Styles, and uh, Kurt Angle, and, you know, like, well, Kurt Angle's been there for a while, but, you know, I mean, you got guys like AJ Styles, and, you know, and as far as, you know, like, the TNA Hall of Fame, I think Sting is, is a good choice, but, you know, um, I mean, I also, you know, it's like, I would think, if they're going to actually have the uh, Hall of Fame in October, you know, maybe they'll, maybe they'll uh, throw more people in there. You know, they should they should put in like Jeff Jarrett or you know like you know guys like that. You know. Yeah, I agree uh, with you. Jarrett's definitely a guy, and I, and I thought it was cool that Sting acknowledged uh, Jeff's contribution. Yeah, so did I. You know, I, I put, yeah, that was a that was a good speech. You know, I was like, I, I I don't know where they're going at the end with those dudes with with those dudes who were uh, attacking him at the end of the show. Yeah, you know, I thought that was cool. I mean, in the past we've had like you know wrestling who done it kind of things, you know, who is this? And I, I 
I thought it was interesting. I mean, it wasn't anything to, to write home about, but, I, you know, impact ended, and it was, it was you know, what just happened. I, I thought that was kind of cool, and it gives me a little... Um, yeah, yeah. I liked it too. I thought you know, it, it it actually was a good you know cliffhanger ending to you. Know, I was like you know I was like well who are these guys and you know what are they gonna you know what's gonna happen this what's gonna happen next week you know which is really like I said you know something you don't really don't really feel at the end of the uh, at the end of the shows too much. So I thought you know I thought that they did a good job. This is one of the I thought this past Thursday was one of the best impacts I've seen in a while. Yeah, you I know, think they're they're, they're definitely on a good run right now. On a, a different topic, uh, just uh, before I let you go, we're gonna get get back to the calls. Uh, got a lot of calls. Just be patient out there. Hang on, we're gonna get to you. Um, what are you looking forward to most tonight? Most of what? Yeah, tonight's pay per view. What are you looking forward to most? Oh, no way out. Uh, I gotta go with one of the two title matches. Probably like um, I gotta say Sheamus and Dolph, just because you know, like having Kane in, in the title match. Kind of, I don't know. Kind of, kind of hurts it, you know. But uh, I mean, we'll see where the AJ storyline goes because I think I think that's one of the best. That's one of the better stories that's been going on right there. You know, there the AJ character. So uh, probably you know, like one of the two title matches. I'm probably looking forward to most. Yes, yeah, sounds uh, good. Uh, and just you know, just so you guys know, Tony is the best, the best blogger in the business, and he's kind enough to blog for our, our website. And check out the new improved KenReedyShow.com, the new and improved website. Poll question on there right now. What do you want to hear us talk about? So go uh, check out the poll question. But you can see all of Tony's blogs. He recaps Raw, Impact, and SmackDown for us every week. So TV craps out. DVR's not working. Uh, you know, technology, sometimes it just doesn't come through. You can check out our website. Go right over there. And Tony has a very thorough a recap of all the shows. Tony, always a pleasure. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. All right. Take it easy, man. You too. All right. And, you know, with it, things are blowing up here, but we have on the line someone who is not in the DOD, someone who's going to be looking to take back uh, BWO. And we have Steve off on the line. Steve, are you there? Yes, yes, I'm there. How you doing? Doing all right. How you doing? Uh, well, to say I've been better would be an understatement, but thank you for asking. Um, just gearing up, getting ready to watch the pay-per-view. Uh, I heard stuff you're saying about TNA. I like what they got going on, but the point of the matter is this. This is why I'm calling uh, Dynasty Destruction. I like to call them a different name, which I don't know if you have a PG show. I won't say it on the air. PG you can say whatever you want. Thanks, brother. Oh, well, I like to call them the dynasty of douchebaggery, because that's what they're good at. Hey, buddy. <laughs> well, yesterday we had a little event, well, a big event, BWL Meltdown in Elmwood Park, New Jersey. I had a tag match, me and, my, me and Crowbar, going against Tommy Face and Glenn Ulrich, who wasn't on the show. And, well, it turns out they paid off my partner, Crowbar. He turned his back on me, and after the three of them beat me down, Glenn Ulrich, who's the owner of the BWO, proceeded to fire my ass in the middle of the ring and embarrass me in front of everybody. Now, I'm not hurting for work. I have other feds that I work for, but, you know, this kid's a punk ass, bottom line. You don't embarrass somebody who built your company in, in front of hundreds of people. You just don't do that. You know, there would no, be no BWO without guys like me, guys like Preacher. And, you know, this kid just doesn't appreciate that. He's got such a chip on his shoulder, and I honestly don't know where it came from. You know, I don't know if you guys know the backstory. Me and Glenn Ulrich teamed for close to two years as the shooting stars, and then 
Well, he cracked the tag team championship belt on my face. Well, that ain't right. No, no. And then then proceeded a month later to fire my ass. And like I said, I'm not hurting for work. You guys don't have to feel bad for me out there, those of you who are Steve Off fans. But that was my home, you know. It's not it's not the fact that oh, I have nowhere to go now. It's the fact that that was home to me. And now I'm kind of homeless, so to speak, in terms of the wrestling business. And bottom line is, I don't know if it's going to be me on the street or someone else in the ring, but somebody needs to put him, Tristan Law, the rest of the dynasty in place. So, I mean, what's next year? I mean, you're going to take this lying down? Are you going to, I mean, you're saying right now that was your home. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I got to take it back. Somebody has to. I don't, I mean, I'm not going to crap on anybody in the locker room. I'm sure there's guys who are capable, but, you know, no one man can stand up by himself and take down a dynasty except for Steve Off. Because now, now I'm living on the dark side a little bit. When somebody who's your best friend for two years turns his back on you, especially in such a cowardly way, then fires you and kicks you out of the one place you knew as home, it tends to mess with you a little bit. It tends to get in your head. And, you know, I, I've been living on, quote, unquote, the dark side a little bit. Well, you know, whatever you want to take that as. And, you know, Glenn Ulrich and Tristan Lowe want to find out, and the rest of the Dynasty of Destruction want to find out exactly what that means. All they have to do is step up and give me a shot to step in that ring. I don't care if it's in the BWO. I don't care if it's on the street or in some other company. All they have to do is step in the ring with Steve off the Hollywood Outlaw. And, well, I'll kick the teeth down the throat like I kind of did the gun in our match, which is some kind of satisfaction for me. So I'm hearing what Steve off is saying is that the DOD better watch their back, whether they're walking down the street or in a wrestling ring. Uh, they got to watch their back? Bottom line is... One by one, one way or the other, they're all going to fall. And I'm going to welcome them firsthand to the Hollywood Asylum. And I assure you, boys, if you're listening, don't worry. We'll cut the lights off for you. Those are fighting words from Mr. Steve Hoff, the DOD. They might have something to worry about. Uh, what else you got going on, Steve, you like mode? Well, right now, I'm just trying to get things together now that I've uh, been fired from, like I said, the place I called home for so long. I'm just trying to get things together and, and figure out what's next. I mean, if you guys want to stay tuned to what's going on, I don't really have a solid idea right now, but check me out on uh, Twitter. Follow me at Steve Off, Facebook.com slash Steve Off, YouTube.com slash Steve Off. I got wrestling matches. I got uh, my YouTube comedy series on there. You know, you can keep up with all I'm up to if you're interested. Very cool. Uh, all of us would love to, to keep up with you. Um, just curious, um, uh, switching gears a bit, you said you're going to watch the pay-per-view. What are you looking forward to most? In yeah, I'm really looking forward to the uh, Intercontinental match with uh, Christian Cody Rose. I think that'll be the uh, sleeper match on the show. I mean, I'm looking forward to all of it, but I think that's the match that stands out most to me. Who you got in that match? Think Cody? You think uh, Christian retains? I've been a Christian fan for a long time. I like Cody. I, I think I respect him. He's a great uh, great competitor, but I think Christian's taking it. All right. Sounds good. Steve, you know, pleasure. Thanks for calling in. Please uh, call in again, you know, and we all would like to hear where you're at and where you're going and uh, where we can find you. And, and, you know, let us know if you get a pound of flesh from the DOD. We'd love to have you call in again. Uh, cool. Thanks for giving us a call tonight. All right. Thank you. Bye. Take it easy. Well, Steve Off, there are some fighting words for the DOD. You know, they, they got the power right now in the BWO. But, uh, you know, Steve Off does not sound like a guy who's going to take this takeover lying down, Dave. 
No, he doesn't. And, you know, I, I do want to address one thing. I wasn't in at the pepper mill on Monday. I was obviously on site at uh, the XL Center in Hartford for Monday Night Raw. But um, I'll say this much. Uh, you know, these, this dynasty of destruction, they got a lot of nerve coming on our show and taking over. I understand they want to make a statement. They want to be known. They want to be heard. But you got to show some respect in the wrestling business in order for you to – get that respect back and they certainly didn't do that to you Ken and they didn't do it to me even though I wasn't there but I can guarantee you if I was there there would that show wouldn't have been half as chaotic as it was Monday night so uh I hope I hope the dynasty of destruction gets what they got coming well yeah it's funny because man like uh you know <laughs> if I was on the phone I may have been a little tougher with the DOD but uh, being in person, uh, they they are a bit intimidating. And we're going to go back out to the phones. Um, here we go. Caller, are you there? Hello, call. 732-581. Going once. Going twice. Hello? Hello. Hello, this is Gooder. Hey, what's going on? Hey, uh, I am that jabroni that faced Tristan Law last night. Well, like, what do you have to say about what Tristan Law said about you? Well, I didn't hear much because he has a lot of stuff in his mouth. I can never understand what he's saying. But when I first came into the BWO, nobody expected me to be nothing. Everybody's pushing me around, telling me what to do. I'm carrying everybody's bag. Everybody thinks I'm dumb as dirt. But now the playtime is over. Everybody thought that I was going to go over with Tristan Law and just lay down. But that didn't happen. I had Tristan Law on his back, and I came inches from winning the BWO Heavyweight Championship. Now, I got everybody on notice. I got the DOD on notice, and I'm taking the BWO by storm. That's right. Let me ask you something about, I mean, the DOD, they're a dynasty. I mean, can can any one person do it on their own? And it just seems like it's going to be difficult for anyone to break through against these guys. What one person? Absolutely not. The thing is, is that Dynasty, they got all these teams, and everybody else that is not in the Dynasty, we're not all exactly friends. I mean, I'm cousins with Arlene, so I got a little tied with Preacher. But Preacher and I, we know we see eye to eye, and Preacher has been trying his ass to try and take down the Dynasty, trying to find everybody in Team BWO. But Team BWO just does not have the unity that Dynasty has, and I really don't know what we're going to do about him. So what's next for you? I mean, do, do you have a plan to, to take back the BWO? For me personally, I, I, I don't really know what to do. I don't, I'm just going to try try my best to just stay in BWO as long as I can. I'm really surprised that Glenn Orch didn't come out last night and fire me. He fired all these guys like Section 8 and Steve off, and he didn't fire the rookie, which surprised me. So I figured they're just going to keep me around for some more torturing. So I, I really don't know what to expect. I don't know how to stop them, and I really don't know what to do. But I'm not going anywhere. Now, that's interesting. Like, for, So for you, not the one to be fired, I mean, is, is there a chance that, you know, you could be joining the DOD? There is no chance in hell Guter would ever join the DOD. I, I'm not a suit-wearing, all that robe stuff and bandanas and glasses and watches. I can't even afford a TV to watch Raw every night. There's no way I'm joining the Dynasty. So if the BWL wants a hero to stand behind, if the BWL fans 
are looking for someone to to lead the BWO back against the DOD. You're the man? I'm the man? Oh, I don't know if I'm the man. I'm the man that's going to try his best to do the best I can to try and take out the dynasty. But I can't do it alone. There's no possible way I can do it alone. I understand I'm just a rookie, and I might just be saying some green stuff. But I'm going to try my best. I, I just I really don't know what I'm going to do personally. So let me switch gears a bit. Are you, will you be watching the uh, pay-per-view tonight? Maybe, absolutely, yes. Not, not on my TV, though, because it's kind of broken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's your guy? Like, who do you like watching perform these days? Uh, Daniel Bryan by a long shot. Daniel Bryan and Dolph Ziggler are my two, uh, my two favorites. That's right. Absolutely. So you're looking forward to the triple threat match tonight? Uh, the triple threat to me is very intriguing. I like to see that they got the CM Punk and Daniel Bryan feud going on longer by throwing Kane in there and the whole AJ thing, that they're going to be able to keep Daniel Bryan and, and CM Punk going longer with the whole Kane thing. And uh, to me, that's the most intriguing matchup by far. Very cool. I'd like to thank you for calling. Um, anything else you'd like to promote before we let you go? Well, Gooder isn't exactly a plug, man, but add me on Facebook, facebook.com slash strapgooder, S-T-R-I, I don't know spell, I don't know, I can't even spell, S-T-R-I-F-E-G-O-O-T-E-R, which is what the crowd was cheering last night when I had Tristan Law on his back. Gooder, it was a pleasure. Thank you for uh, giving us a buzz. Again, you know, we are willing to put this out here as a forum, so you need to call in and, and you know, let the, the DOD know where it's at. You be sure to call us in, and we'll give you the time. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. You'll be hearing from us soon. All right. Take it easy, man. You too. Well, you know what? I mean, it looks like right now that Steve Alf and Gooder call in. That the DOD is not going to have an easy walkthrough in, in this roster, and – the interesting thing, you know, and, and this is the DOD's way. They they just, they take and they take and they take. And, you know, if you give them a little bit, they're going to take more. And with that in mind, the champ is calling us back. The champ wants to respond to all the guys who are saying they're not going to allow the DOD to take over. So we normally don't do this here, but why not? Because this is a battle. This is something important in the BWO world, and we need to know where exactly this is going to go. Some fighting words, some soldiers that might be standing up against the DOD. Let's see what the champ's got to say. Tristan, you there? Of course I'm here. What kind of dumb question is that? Thanks for giving us a call back. What do you think? There's fighting words out there between Steve Off and Gooder. They're calling you out, man. What do I think? The, the problem I'm having right now it was the guy... That that your, your co-host David. I don't like the words that he has. <laughs> really? I'm going to have to teach him how to obey the law. You know that? Obey the law. I'm looking forward to it, my friend. I'm holding my breath for you. Okay. Let me tell you something real quick. You're on our show. You show us a little bit of respect. Okay. You understand you're who you're talking to? You're talking to the baddest man on the planet right now. You know I beat people on the baddest man on the planet. My sister's the baddest man on the planet. Please don't give me that bullshit. You understand that? You know who you're talking to right now? You're talking I'm to Tristan sure Walk. Yeah, I do. And you know something? I'm, I'm not I'm not a wrestler, but you know what? I can fight. I can hold my own, okay? So no, don't, don't tell me this. You know who I'm talking to, crap, because I know who you well, are. You want to find me? I'm right now at the IZOD with some fans that were at the show last night. 
I'm at the IZOD right now. You want to come find me? Come find me. I'm giving it away for free. Yeah, I'll be there in about three and a half hours, okay? Wait for three me in the park spot. Hours. You know what? You be here three and a half hours when my limo driver's driving away. We'll run you over. How's that? Limo driver, yeah, okay, yeah, that's why you're driving a Toyota uh, on the way to the show, limo driver, my ass. Give me a break. Wow. We're going to wow. wind up what signing a match between my co-host and, and the champ uh, no, here. This, this is getting out of hand. Champ, what, what do you got for Steve Off and Hooter for what they said about the DOD? What do I have for who? Steve Off and Gooder. They said no, they're not going to let you take over. Steve Off and Gooder, who's that? <laughs> Is, 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 didn't oh, you, you mean, oh, Gooder, Gooder, the guy that beat up last night, and Steve Off, the guy that, that got fired. No, they're nobody, so I'm not worried about them. You know, because we we're, 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 right now, the Dynasty of Destruction, we're taking out the trash, right? So when you take out the trash, you don't worry about it anymore. So I'm not worried about what, what they're going to do. If you want to find out where we're gonna, what we're going to do, the third Saturday of next month, buy a ticket, and you'll find out what we're going to do. Wow, you know, there's a lot of fighting words being thrown around the show tonight. Uh, curious, uh, what what's the crowd like out there at uh, the IZOD Center? What's the crowd like? It's amazing right now. There's, like, people from left to right. And you know what's the best part? Ask me what's the best part, Ken. What is the best part, champ? The best part is that they're all here to see Tristan Law. Oh, yeah, that's right, because the guys that bought John Cena T-shirts are there to see you. I, ref- I forgot about that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't hate on John Cena. Don't I'm not hating on John Cena. Cena. I'm just saying the people that bought John You're Cena the t-shirts John are there to see John Cena, not to see you. You're half the woman that Kelly Kelly is. You know that? <laughs> oh, my God. Who taught you that joke? Because that's so funny. You know what, Dave? Let's just stop talking. Let's just start fighting. All right? Whenever you want to do it, you just let me know. Because like I okay, always so- say, I'm giving away the ass weapons for free. Oh, oh, all right, okay. I got you. Yeah, like I said, I'm holding my breath. So you taking care of business out there at the Azad Center? You know what? I got better things to do. Goodbye. I'm done talking to you guys. I'll call back in next week if I'm if I feel like it. If I feel okay. like calling, I'll call in next week. I'm looking forward got to that call. Champ, you have a good night. You have a good night. Wow, Dave, I think you're gonna wind up getting in the ring uh, with uh, Tristan Law. Let me tell you something, Ken, all right? I, this, go this, ahead. This, this is, you know what? I, I don't mind guys wanting to put their name out there, but at our expense, you know, we're a growing unit here. And these guys want to put their name out at our expense so they can put themselves over? Fuck that, okay? You know, wrestling or not, whether it's a script or not, I don't give a shit, all right? This is our show. You play by our rules. Just like when we come to your show, we'll play by your rules, okay? I don't. Chris Tristan lost customers out of bed when I go see him at work, so he shouldn't be coming on our show disrespecting us and disrespecting you. And if I were you, Ken, I wouldn't exactly lie down for that asshole either. Yeah, but you know what? It would be really cool to be part of DOD. I like that whole idea of taking over. I like the idea of jumping on the bandwagon. I, I like it. It, it. it just feels right. You know, I can see the fire in the eyes of the DOD. You know, they're, they're trying to add a little bit of class out there. They're, they're, trying, to, they're trying to shake it up. And, and you know what? I was there. I saw it. I looked into the champ's eyes. I looked into those guys' eyes, and I saw the fire. So I don't know. You know, I, I, there's some fighting words coming on this show. 
and I haven't had the pleasure of of meeting uh, some of these guys, but man, I sat there. I sat there and I looked into the champ's eyes, and and we stared each other down, and and I see it. I can see it in these guys. The DOD, they are no joke. The DOD is is taking over and trying to add a little bit of uh, distinction uh, to. BWO, and you know what? Like I, I might have to be on board with that. I might, you know, have to be jumping on the bandwagon. Uh, maybe it's not a complete takeover of my show, but you know, uh, you know, maybe it's a little bit of a partnership there. But uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm with you, champ. I, I'm, I'm right there. We might have a split right now on the show. Yeah, I think we do. Jesus Christ, what the hell happened to you? I, you know, I mean, why not? Why not? Why should I have to sit here and do things the right way? Why shouldn't no, I join no, up with no, someone no. and take no, a no, shortcut no. and go that way? way? Don't do things because somebody's controlling you like this, like this punk Tristan Law and the rest of the DOD. Do things your way, okay? You brought them on your show, and they totally disrespected your show, and they and he did it tonight again. You're gonna because sit there and let somebody see the light. I've seen the huh? light. I've seen what the DOD has to offer. I've seen the power, and I like it. After all we've worked for to get where we are right now, you're going to just throw it all away because of these these, these these nobodies that talk about gold watches that they probably can't afford. They're probably not even real gold. A limo? Give me a break. Oh, they're they're, 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 they're but the knockoffs. They're second rate. But the, Oh, no, no, no. It's real gold. The DOD would not be, they would not be wearing fake gold watches. Not the DOD. The DOD, they, they are, and they, I'm sure he were. I'm sure, not only was it a limo, I, I bet the champ went to the show in, in a stretch limo with a hot tub with, with the back seat full of honeys. That guy knows how to roll, man. The champ knows how to roll. The gold is there. It's on the watches. It's on the belt. They're taking care of business. They're cleaning house. And you know what? If if I'm going to be there, you know, kind of on the bandwagon, well, I'm willing to jump on that bandwagon with them. You have tuned in to the Ken Reedy Show where things are going crazy right now. we got co-hosts battling each other. Dave and I might be getting in the ring shortly we got factions in the BWO calling, warring factions, guys getting fired from the BWO. We're talking 10A. We're talking pay-per-view, 347-838-9815. That number to call again is 347-838-9815. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com, slash The Ken Reedy Show. Um, check out on Twitter, at The Ken Reedy Show. And, you know, go and check out the BWO website or on Facebook. They are the... Body Slam Wrestling Organization, ton of upheaval, and the upheaval has translated. It's 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 permeated. It's it's oozed into the Ken Reedy show, and uh, you know who knows where things are going to go. But let's let's try for a second. Let's take a deep breath. Let's relax for a second, and let's try and get back a little bit to the TNA talk before we take a break. Can you think we can do that, Dave? Yeah, is that is that okay with you, Mr. B? All right, let's, let's see if we can get back to the, the wrestling president. All right, all right. Because we, I think we were going to talking about TNA and how they're they're uh, you know doing well as far as being a, an alternate uh, product. 
Um, what I wanted to hit on before we got and really hit the, the uh, pay-per-view tonight, um, that BFG series, the Bounce Glory series, I got to say, Dave, and, and let's see if we can agree on this. I, I absolutely love it. I like it too. Um, I think I think it's. I think they got they got good intentions with it. The um, you know the doing the Bound for Glory series matches at house shows, trying to make the house shows have an important feel to it. I think I think that helps. Uh, you know the, the the structure of it isn't so bad. I remember last year when they announced it, like they just kind of ran through it really quickly, and and um, you know. Uh, it was kind of confusing to some people in some ways. It can come off confusing when you read the rules and how you score points by, you know, determining how you win and lose. And I also like the fact that it can also, one whole tournament that goes on for a few months can, you know, you know, it, it will obviously culminate in for glory, but there was not just one storyline. Every There's one main storyline. Everyone wants a world title shot, but then there's all those, other stories surrounding it. I mean, last year you had Samoa Joe on that huge losing streak um, where he was, like, in last place with, like, negative uh, – I forgot the amount of points. But there's all these things that could spawn off this Bound for Glory series that could turn into um, potential good storylines that I uh, that I, that I personally uh, would like to see take place, kind of like what they did last year. I mean, what I like about it is, you know, they're angling and who knows. It, it's good to see James Storm back. Um, and it's great, you know, we made a joke a few weeks ago that, that the guy needs to switch to light beer. Um, he looks great. He looks a little leaner. I mean, he's not ripped or anything, but he does, definitely looks a little leaner. He looked a little quicker in the ring. Um, glad to have him back. Always good at cutting a promo. What I like about BFG and what TNA has done, they have built Bobby Roode up uh, to be a tremendous heel champ. And, and, you know, he doesn't win clean all the time and, you know, he is what he is, but thats he's a heel champ. What I like, what I'm seeing now is, you know, you think in terms of James Storm is the guy, uh, you know, he's the guy to win the BFG series, to finally go after Bobby Roode and take that title from him. Um, but you know what? You know, AJ Styles, interesting. If he won the BFG, that makes for an interesting storyline. Samoa Joe, you just mentioned him. That would be interesting if he won the BFG series. Bully Ray, you know, maybe the best promo guy in the business right now. You know, is he a guy you, you put put in that role? Austin Aries, trying to move into the, the main event status. Um, all these guys, it would make sense. It works storyline to win the BFG series, which loans itself to a certain amount of suspense for us as wrestling fans. There's not one definitive guy that you're looking at saying, all right, this guy's got to be the one to win. There's multiple guys that will work storyline-wise to give us something good, to give us a, a decent payoff. And the one thing I like, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, Dave, when we were younger, and it started off with WrestleMania was the lone pay-per-view, and so there's great anticipation uh, going into that pay-per-view. Um, then there were four pay-per-views, and, you know, they kept adding them, uh, which eliminated some of that suspense, eliminated some of that special feel with the pay-per-views. Um, I think Bound for Glory series helps create some of that suspense that's being lost. Because Bound for Glory is down the road a piece, 
it ties in, even though there'll be other TNA pay-per-views, it gives you that anticipation factor to their big pay-per-view um, that perhaps, you know, is missing to a certain extent in the world of wrestling. What do you think, Dave? I do agree. I think that... Um I think in recent years with the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, as far as, like, the Royal Rumble winner getting the opportunity at WrestleMania, I mean, they always hyped it as that the winner of the Royal Rumble was going to compete in the main event for a championship match at WrestleMania. Then it got watered down, but a little bit more interesting when they had two titles that they could choose from. And then now, the past two years, the Royal Rumble winner would win the Royal Rumble, go on to WrestleMania, and they would open the show at WrestleMania for the title, which the past two years has been the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, it hasn't truly been the main event, the last match on the card that they, that usually the title matches are. Um, so I think with the Bound for Glory series, and they build this up all throughout the summer, heading into the fall for the big for the big event, um, it does bring that big type feel that you were mentioning um, to. To not only the show, but to the pay-per-views leading up to Bound for Glory and then Bound for Glory itself. Um, so I like the idea. I think it works. And I think, like I said earlier, I think they got to stick with what they know instead of trying to do what the opposition does. And this is this is good. And you can get some breakout moments. You know, I mean, who knows? Right now, they could probably have a book that they want James Storm and Bobby Roode at, at Bound for Glory next year to call, you know, or in October to culminate. But going along in these few months, it also gives the other guys who are in this Bound for Glory series an opportunity in their matches to show something to, to, to management that possibly they could flip the switch and say, well, wait a minute, Magnus has been on fire and has been with the crowd lately. Maybe we should put him in the main slot face the champion or what if we did this with him you know what i mean it's it, it's an opportunity for guys to get noticed and uh that haven't been on television for a while pope d'angelo de Niro hasn't been on for months and he's in the bound for glory series so i mean this could mean something for him too i mean it, it, it it's a thumbs up for me yeah and i'm real happy to see him back and, and you're right it it, it it does afford tna an opportunity to let things go. You bring up a good point with the Royal Rumble. You know, you never know how a character is going to continue to resonate uh, with fans. And when someone wins the Rumble and they're going to go to WrestleMania, it's signed on. And you kind of paint yourself into a corner a bit that it has to be that guy. Uh, you're right. The Bound for Glory series, TNA can see how guys are resonating. You know, who knows? You never know how wrestling fans are going to be. You never know how things are going to translate. Who knows? Maybe within a month, James Storm isn't as popular. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I mean, that guy's, I, you know, I like James Storm a lot, but who knows? And you can, like, see where guys are resonating as this goes on um, to see really who should be the guy, and uh, you can book things accordingly. You have tuned in to the Ken Reedy Show. I'm glad, Dave. We, we, I feel like we calm down a bit. Uh, we can we can go forward with the show. We still have some callers on, so we're going to get to that. 347-838-9815. On the other side of the break, we're going to get to some more callers. We're going to get into the WWE pay-per-view. But now, without further ado, we're going to go to Dave with our Day 5 50-50 update. <laughs> 
Our first story of the week. DNA saw a map Twitter One fan posed the question if Morgan was heading to WWE soon. Morgan's response was, in quotes, TikTok. It's been heavily reported in recent weeks that Morgan's TNA deal has expired. Morgan has been sporadically working TNA house shows fulfilling obligations to TNA now that they have gone live on Thursday nights on Spike TV. Last night, Matt Morgan finished his last show with TNA in Texas and held up a sign that was given to him by a fan as he was heading up the locker room saying, Going, going, gone. Morgan then tweeted, Texas today, Connecticut tomorrow. Good to be going back home. Morgan, a Fairfield, Connecticut resident, as well as Connecticut being the home state of WWE. Our, ta- our second story of the week, former WWE superstar Kenny Dykstra has been avidly vocal on his Twitter account as of late regarding one John Cena. Dykstra stated that Cena is trying to get Randy Orton fired due to his wellness policy violations. Cena has gone on record in previous years that any athlete, professional sports athlete caught using performance-enhancing drugs should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law via a New York Post article in 2009. Dykstra went on record to say he had private conversations with Cena regarding a 2006 suspension for wellness violations by Randy Orton, stating, and I quote from Cena, Randy should be fired. Regardless of Dykstra's claims, it looks like due to the the thin talent roster, Randy Orton will be brought back from his 60-day suspension when that expires. In our third story, a follow-up report from a few weeks ago, I had reported that Cody Rhodes was, also sus- was almost suspended for a violation of the WWE's wellness policy. Rhodes, however, provided a valid prescription, therefore avoiding his suspension. In that same report, I had mentioned that an unknown WWE talent also tested positive for unknown substance. It's now rumored that Ezekiel Jackson was, in fact, that talent. No word on what he tested positive for or how long his suspension will last. More on this story as it develops. TNA star Chris Sabins tore his ACL in Thursday night's Ultimate X match on Impact Wrestling. Saban recently returned in the springtime from another ACL injury. No word on how long Saban will be out for, but we hear we here at the Ken Reedy Show wish Chris Saban a speedy recovery. And in our final story of the week, in an interview with the Chicago Chronicle, UFC star Frank Mir was asked if he would follow in the footsteps of Brock Lesnar to the WWE. Mir was quoted as saying, not opposed to the idea, but I can't do a backflip or anything. Other MMA stars such as Roy Nelson have expressed interest in joining the ranks of professional wrestling in the past, as well as former MMA star King Mo Luau, who was signed with TNA Wrestling just one month ago and who will be premiering on Impact shortly this summer. There you have it for our Day 5 report. Let me get it back to you, Ken. And thank you, Dave, for that news report. Um, yeah, piggybacking what you were talking about there. Chris David, man, that man cannot catch a break. So, um, thanks for the report, Dave. Unfortunately, uh, bad news for Chris David. So we here, we do wish him a speedy recovery. But, you know, we are here... It is a pay-per-view Sunday night, the Ken Reedy Show. Check out the new and improved Ken Reedy Show website, thekenreedyshow.com. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash thekenreedyshow. Twitter, at thekenreedyshow. 
You can listen to us here, blogtalkradio.com slash thekenradio. Thank you all for tuning in. All callers, thanks for calling. Keep them coming. 347-838-9815. The best in pro wrestling talk. And what makes us the best is when you guys call in and tell us what you're thinking about wrestling. 347-838-9815. But let's get into it now. A pay-per-view Sunday, a little less than an hour to go. Till no way out, and and let's talk about the WWE. Interesting, uh, going to the dot com, and one thing that uh, the topic that is leading the poll as far as what they want us to talk about is the Orton suspension. So we are going to listen to what you guys want to hear. So that's leading the poll. We're going to talk about the Orton suspension a bit, as well as how thin the WWE roster is getting. Um, what are your thoughts, Dave, on where this roster is going right now between Orton and, and injuries? Uh, what's this company looking like? Uh, it's, a, it's not the best time right now, but at the same time, it also it's a blessing in disguise for some talents who aren't used on television or, or used properly, I should say. Um, before the Randy Orton suspension, it was rumored that you know he was going to be involved in an angle uh, program with uh, Dolph Ziggler heading towards a match for tonight's No Way Out. Um, the rumored plans were for Orton to go, you know, have a run with Ziggler, then possibly a run with Jericho, and then head to SummerSlam to eventually battle Sheamus because we saw the tension leading up to the fatal four-way with the two of them. Um, but it's, I, like I said, I think it's a blessing in disguise. I mean, you got Rey Mysterio who's out with a suspension. You got Jericho who's suspended. Del Rio's hurt. Randy Orton's, Ray, Randy Orton's suspended for 60 days. Um, you know, Undertaker basically works his schedule, which now is just WrestleMania, you know, season, and that's it. Triple H, which I think bringing him back tonight is going to help a little bit, um, heading towards his angle with Brock Lesnar, but. They're in a, I think they're in a, in a confused state, but like I said, it's time for some talent to step up. And I think Dolph Ziggler, who's been wanting to do that for quite a while, who's made a name for himself, who's got pretty much an underground following um, amongst um, uh, teenage males and uh, males that I know up to 25, 30 years old, um, where he's, getting, he's, he's catching some steam. His in-ring work is, is, is over like a million bucks. He's a great athlete, great performer. He can talk. I think he's past the stage where he, he doesn't need Vicky Guerrero anymore. And, um, you know, he's got an opportunity now to compete for a world title on a pay-per-view, which would probably be – which is actually his third world championship pay-per-view match. He had one with Edge at the Royal Rumble last year, Punk this past year at the Royal Rumble, and now he's got one with Sheamus. So I don't think that Dolph Ziggler is not going to deliver. I think he's going to show – the company and management and the people that he's there to stay. Um, it gives other guys like Cody Rhodes an opportunity um, to, you know, to really uh, break out. I mean, it's right now, it's, it sucks that these guys have been suspended and hurt, but this is also the time for the younger talent to step up and show the company that they can be major players too and they can be depended on and relied upon. Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, you know, it's funny getting back a little bit to, to the Orton thing, um, and you hit on it in the news break. Um, you know, it, it might be a, a situation with, with Orton. Um, you know, I, I don't think the company would ever fire him. Uh, he's too popular, and he is a guy. Um, you know, we we had asked this on Facebook, and, and someone actually uh, 
wrote that the uh, Orton going to TNA is like when Hogan went to WCW. And, and I don't know if it's quite that. Um, but, you know, don't don't think for one instant that that guy was a free agent, that TNA wouldn't do whatever it took to snatch that guy up. Look, Orton's a wrestler, and that's what he wants to do, and that's he wants to wrestle on TV. And I'm sure TNA would probably give him whatever they could financially if they could afford it, and they'd probably give him whatever schedule he'd want. So if the WWE was foolish enough to let him go, I don't doubt for one instant that TNA would do everything they could to bring that guy in. Um, however, I don't see that happening. But it is a blow to the WWE. Um, he is employed, and he's going to not be on TV and not be in pay-per-views, and he's just not involved in storylines. And he is a guy right now that, you know, if I'm a CEO, if I'm Vince McMahon, I don't trust Orton. Really, I don't trust him, and I'm leery about how much of the burden I put on this guy's shoulders. Um you know, and and that that's just me. Now, look, I would say the same thing about uh, the exact same thing about Jeff Hardy. I, I would not have given Jeff Hardy enough chance. He has stepped up. Kudos to him and TNA. He has stepped up. I, right now, Jeff Hardy looks better than maybe he's ever looked. He looks tremendous. I would not have given him that chance. Um, so for me, if I'm running things, Orton is. I'm pushing Orton kind of to the back burner a bit as far as uh, storylines goes. Um, obviously, when he comes back, he's going to get a huge pop. Uh, fans love him. He is a tremendously talented individual. We'll take nothing away from him. Uh, he is a very gifted athlete and a, a guy who gets it, a guy who grew up around the business and gets it. Um, but I think it's uh, you know it's it's tough for me if I was running things to say all right, well, we're going to put you right back in that, that main event picture. Uh, so that's my feeling on where Orton stands. However, I do agree with you, Dave, that this is good for some other talent if the WWE takes notice. If they look at Ziggler and Ziggler brings the house down tonight and creative says, you know what, this is the guy. Like This is the guy that we, we, can, we can do a lot with him. That's awesome. If Ziggler brings the house down and Creative looks at it and says, thank God we have someone to kind of hold the place until we get Orton back and then we'll push him back down, then it's not such a good thing. So uh, hopefully it's a real opportunity for Ziggler. Because we've talked numerous times on this show about Dolph Ziggler. We're both very big Ziggler fans. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, it's funny with guys because they're guys and just about anybody – on TV right now, we talk a lot about, is this guy going to step up, or is he going to shit the bed? You know, is he going to deliver this match? Ziggler might be the only guy where I'm not even thinking that. I'm just looking forward to seeing this guy perform tonight. There's not one part of me that thinks, this guy is getting the opportunity for the spotlight, and he's going to shit the bed. I think he's going to excel tonight. I think this is the night that he is going to show everybody... I am main event caliber. Um, I cannot fathom him doing poorly tonight. I, I mean, Dave, do you think that? I mean, do you ever think about him failing in the ring? No, I, I, I don't at all. I mean, I, I, it's, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, you know, 
talk about excelling and creative. Jim Ross put out a blog this past week where he talked about, um, you know, due to the, uh, the, the the thin talent roster, you know, it's opportunities that, you know, that some of these guys have. It's time for people to step up. And he and this is his personal opinion where he, you know, he says he doesn't have the inside knowledge, but, you know, we don't even know that personally. So, but it is personal opinion. He, he thinks that they're going to shake things up a little bit because of the fact that, you got Randy Orton out with a 60-day suspension. Jericho's up in the air. We don't know if he's going to come back or not because he wasn't supposed to be back. And, you know, his Fozzie schedule with his music and, you know, Del, we don't know how, Del, how long Del Rio's out for. So, you know, there's a good chance they can shake things up a bit. And, um, you know, Ziggler, I'm, my safe bet is that Ziggler puts on a really strong performance tonight with Sheamus but comes up comes up so close but doesn't get the win. And I think I, I think personally, between that match and the triple threat title match, it's going to be hard to, to – either one of those could steal the show. And it's going to be hard for, for somebody to follow the Ziggler-Sheamus match, in my opinion, because I think it's going to be an excellent match. They had a great match on TV two weeks ago on SmackDown, you know, they gave them some decent time. They gave them roughly 10, 12 minutes, if I remember. Then they had a rematch on Raw on Monday. It got a few good minutes. So now they got the format of pay-per-view and where there's no commercials. And they can even have a longer match, which could even be better. So I don't see I don't see anything bad coming out of this match. I don't see a bad performance from either guy. Somebody's going to have to break a leg or get shot in the back of the head for the match to totally suck. Then, of course, the match would stop if somebody got shot in the head. But <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> You know, but it, it, I, I see nothing but good things coming out of this, and I think I think they're starting to get more serious about Dolph Ziggler now. And the other thing too is, is that I was at Raw on Monday, and you know I can attest to this. You know, that crowd was 100% Dolph Ziggler in that match. Um, you know, in that four-way. If I don't know how well it translated on the television, but you know, I bought the Dolph Ziggler pink T-shirt. If it's it's not showing off, if you back it up. And it came with a free uh, 8x10 of an autographed picture of Dolph Ziggler. And I've seen a lot of people in there, girls and guys, not young kids, but like people my age, maybe like 25, 30 range, wearing Dolph Ziggler T-shirts. Like I said, he's got that underground following. And, I, and you know, uh, the company looks at who sells merchandise. I mean, John Cena and CM Punk are one and two, respectively. Um, I'm not saying Dolph Ziggler's three, but... He sold a lot of merch that night from what I saw. I saw a lot of pink shirts in that crowd. And uh, they look at, you know, merchandise sales as to who they want to move further up. If that were the case, my good buddy Shane Helms, who was the Hurricane, he was number three in the in the merchandise sales behind Rock and Austin. He probably would have been the world champ at some point if they were going with that theory, you know, nine, ten years ago. Now they're not. They're, they are now, but obviously he's not with the company. So I think Ziggler – Nothing but good things are going to come out of tonight and moving forward. I agree with you. And the one thing I do like about him, and sometimes, look, I, I, I think Ziggler makes everybody look good. I mean, that's the thing that's tremendous about him that, you know, I mean, if I'm a performer, I want to ring with Ziggler because I know he's going to make every one of my moves look that much better. He's going to make me look that much stronger. He is tremendous at selling moves, gifted, gifted talent in the ring. And some guys that wrestle each other just have a chemistry. Ziggler really makes Sheamus look good. 
Ziggler Sheamus matches are good. Um, so there, there's a chemistry that seems to be existing between the two of them uh, that really works well, and I'm really looking forward to what these guys do tonight. I agree with you. Um, if we get into like the predictions, I don't think there's any way Ziggler wins tonight. I would love to see it. I'm actually looking tonight for the be- – I shouldn't even say the beginning – for really the definitive blow tonight. I, I think there's going to be – some sort of swagger, Vicky bullshit that's going to exist. Uh, Ziggler is popular. He's gaining some popularity. And he's a guy right now, which is interesting when we talk about the Orton thing. Orton's a guy that he's a face, but he essentially never changed his character. He just started wrestling heels. Um, but he's still, you know, a dick. He still was, you know, they outlawed it now, but he was still kicking people in the head. He still, you know, arrogantly would raise his hands above his head when he was standing on the top rope. So Orton never really changed. Ziggler's that guy that filled that same role. I'm looking for, in some way, shape, form, Swagger and Vicky to cut ties with Ziggler, piss Ziggler off, and Ziggler is not going to be, he's not really going to change his attitude. He's going to be arrogant. He's going to be him. It's going to be the same exact character, except there's going to be, I don't think long-standing, but a rivalry between Swagger and Vicky Stable with Ziggler, and Ziggler's going to be a face. You are right. He is garnering, garnering a lot of popularity. Uh, he's getting a lot of cheers, and as we've seen a lot of times with the WWE, once that heel starts getting cheered, well, they look away to turn him face. And he's a guy with Orton on the shelf, um, that kind of heelish face, it just kind of works right into that role. So I know you're looking to see out of this match, but I think that a great match, interference at some point. We look at going forward either tomorrow night or SmackDown. Uh, Ziggler pretty much being a full fist, being really pissed off at Vicky and Swagger. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Ken. All right, let's move. So you're thinking, uh, you're thinking, uh, Sheamus with the win though tonight? I think so. Yeah, I mean, he's he's another popular one too. You know, um, I they it's there hasn't anything been wrong with his title run. I think they I think they want to keep establishing him, and I think a bit, Dolph Ziggler winning tonight would kind of kill the momentum. I mean, people would love it. But at the same time, I think it would kill the momentum of the story that they're trying to tell. He's trying to move up. they got to break him away from Vicky and, and Swagger. Like I said, I could see some crap going on with the two of them getting involved, cost them the match, and then he just kind of goes off on his own. He's had enough. He's like, my shot at the title was ruined because of you. You know, I'm better than this. I don't need you anymore kind of thing. And then he just goes off and does his own stuff, you know. Um, I mean, winning the title, like I said, it'd be cool. I'd be happy to see it. But at the same time, it doesn't fit for the story that they're trying to tell with Dolph Ziggler right now. I, I got to agree with you. And, we're, you know, with that, let's go out to the calls because we have a call that's been holding for a little bit. Caller, are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Uh, are you guys there is what I'm wondering. We're I, I here. Mean, yeah, well, I don't know about that. I mean, listen, can we stop with the Randy Orton love fest? I mean, really, might as well call him Flounder, like from the Delta House. Because the only reason <laughs> why he's part of the Deltas 
is because of his part of a legacy. Now, let's tell the truth. That's the only reason why he's there. He doesn't make anybody better. He doesn't, he doesn't talk well on the mic. Whoa, he's a good athlete. Oh, joy, yay. Let me jump on the bandwagon now. All right, listen, he stinks, and you guys got to stop. All right, just step up and call it what it is. Call the state of state. Let's start calling the flounder. Can we start doing that, please? Well, you can. Why? Well, I'm calling the flounder. I mean, really? I just say, you know, I'm over this guy. I mean, he's just milking it as much as he can. And I'm just, I'm just sick of it. Just get off the orange talk, please. Right, well, who are you looking forward to seeing tonight? You know, well, you know, you guys, you know, you're, you're hitting it, you know, you're hitting on the head today. I, I mean, I, Seamus, I don't know. I mean, I'm still trying to be sold on him. Uh, you know, he does well. He tra- does make other people look good. Um, you know, the mic skills are almost there. I will admit that he's like, he is getting better. So, you know, I would like to see him step up a little bit more, but I think he's on the right. You know, I'm not a fan. I think he's on the right path. Very cool. All right. Anything else you got for us, call before we let you go? Uh, no, no. Just please just start calling him Flander. That's all I care. Uh, great <laughs> show as always, and I'll talk with you guys soon, all right? Thanks a lot. Take it easy. Thank you. Wow. Well, not a Randy Orton fan. We had, you know, do we refer to Randy Orton as Flounder now? I don't know if that's what the ransom caller wants to call him. Then fine. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting, though. I mean, depending on this is why I love this world of professional wrestling. Depending on what you look at and what you want out of your wrestlers, uh, you know, you could think a guy is great, and you could think he sucks. And you know, Randy Orton is a gifted athlete, but. Straight in promos, never never a great promo guy, Dave. I don't think he needs to be, though. I mean, he sells himself with his actions in the ring, um, you know, his facial expressions, and, and, you know, he doesn't really need – there's certain guys that need the microphone, and there's certain guys that don't need the microphone. And I think he's one of those guys that doesn't need to be on the mic as much and doesn't need – it's not a, it's not a big that, – that's not what sells him. You know what I mean? What sells him is what he does in the ring, and that's what that's that, that's what the audience wants. That's what the audience wants to see, you know. And it's he's not terrible on the microphone. He talks like a normal person, but it just it's just over. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have to yell and scream and rant and rave and stuff like that. You know, like like most guys out there on the microphone do. He he's he's to the point. He's direct, and that's it. You know, I I'm not. I don't care whether he sucks on the microphone, whether he's great. It doesn't matter to me. All I care about at the end of the day is when I'm watching him, when I'm sitting down, if I'm in the arena or I'm up on the TV, if he has a good match or a bad match. That's all I care about when it comes to him personally. There are other guys I care about that have that that, that I want to see excel on the microphone as well as in the ring too. But with him, it's not it's not an issue with me. I'm not you know I'm not on the the. The, the flounder bandwagon that you know that you know that the other people are on. So you know, I, can we just say like, do we have? I mean, seriously, and and you know what? If you're listening right now, go on out, tell your friends. I mean, is there any other show out there that over the course of two hours has like this group of, of callers? I mean, what's happened on this show? This is. I mean, we have the most unique group of people. 
calling in this show with the most unique opinions and insight and, and things to say. Um, this is where it's at. You want Because the thing is, even if you don't want to call, you get two hours of entertainment here. You come on, you listen to this show, it's going to be entertaining. It, it's just wild and crazy. You never know what's going to happen. And if you got something to say, then give us a call, 347-838-9815. Number again, 347-838-9815. And please be sure to check out the new and improved KenReedyShow.com. That's the KenReedyShow.com. You saw the site, Dave. It looks pretty cool, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I, I like the upgrades to it. I like the... The, the the polls, you know, the, the the ransom caller said he didn't, you know, let's get off the Randy Orton talk. Well, fifty percent, fifty seven percent of the people wanted to hear us talk about Randy Orton, there, buddy. So uh, I think, uh, you know, if they want us to talk about, you know, lighting paper bags or turds on fire, we're going to do that too. So um, I enjoy exactly, I, man. Get on the website if you don't like what we're talking about, then answer the poll question because that's where we're going to go and the people. Wanted to hear about Randy Orton, so we hit the Randy Orton. But before for that caller, take heed, keep listening. Let's get off the Randy Orton stuff. Talking about microphone skills and cutting a good promo. Um, you know, maybe not the best historically, but I gotta say, I'm actually kind of enjoying Big Show's promos lately. I like what I'm saying. I like this angry giant thing. I always like in wrestling because one of the things I should I always hate in wrestling when they treat us like we're dumb. And when they do storylines where they just they pretend that we don't know the history. When they kind of treat wrestling fans like, you know, we're only going to go after the wrestling fans that watch from the time they're eight years old and then they stop watching when they're 15. And then we'll pretend like certain histories didn't happen. And that, that pisses me off. I hate when shit like that happens. It's like right now with, with Lord Tensei, and we're not supposed to know, supposed to know that he's Prince Albert. Um, shit like that really gets under my skin. The Bishop promos, I love that they're going back in history. I love the VO packages they're putting together. Uh, this whole, I, I, was, I was a goof. For years, they made me be a goof. I wanted to be a giant. And on SmackDown, when he comes out and says, you know, and he even gave me a clever name, I can't be Paul White. I have to be the big show. Oh, there's a great name. I thought it added a little bit of realism to things. Um, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it. I mean, I know it's a short-term thing and I'm not expecting a lot out of this match and out of... Uh, this run that the big show is on. However, I'm kind of enjoying the, the promos he's putting out there. What do you think of the big show's new uh, angry turn, Dave? It's not bad. I mean, you know, when it, when the, when the turn first took place, and I was just like, all right, well, that was predictable, and you know, we saw that coming, and and then, you know, as as the weeks progressed, they slowly built it to a semi decent storyline. Um, I really can't say that, you know, it's anything to write home about, but, you know, I liked it. Like you said, they bring up the history fact that, you know, he had been a goofball for years and he had done whatever Vince wanted him to do. And, you know, so it, it's solid. I mean, it's interesting where they are possibly – where you don't know where they're going with this because if he loses, Laurinaitis gets fired. But if Cena loses, 
Laurinaitis is going to fire him tomorrow night on Raw, which I'm totally against because we've had this conversation before. I think Cena is, John Cena being the cash cow that he is, in, let's just say in storyline terms. In storyline terms, he's the cash cow of that company. You want to fire your cash cow that makes you all this money? That guy's had his job threatened more times than anybody I could ever remember on television. I just, I mean, it's not going to be anything spectacular, but somehow, obviously, Vince being there, something's going to happen tonight. So we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see where that goes. I agree with you. I'm tired of the uh, um, John Cena getting fired shit. Uh, You know, unless, you know, I mean, Unless they do it the right way. I mean, that's the thing that kills me with, you know, with the firing. You know, if he's, if you're not really going to fire him or you're not going to, you know, keep him off TV for a few weeks, and then just don't do it. And every time we've thought, hey, this is a good time. It's going to be it's a good moment to take John Cena off TV for a little while. Um, they drop the ball on him. And, you know, again, you know, I, we've had this conversation, it seems like, a, a gazillion times. Um, if you're going to fire him, fire him, but they're not going to. We're going to see him next week doing something, or he's going to be at a concession stand, and he's still going to be in his jorts, and he's still going to be wearing his sweatbands, and he's still going to be wearing his knee pads. So I, I just don't see the point in threatening his job. Going into this match, I actually would have picked... Big Show to go over on John Cena. I think character-wise and what's going on, it's more important for a Big Show to go over. However, with the stipulation, I'm, I'm thinking Cena's going to win this match tonight. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, just for argument's sake, let me come down to a Monday Night Raw one night, buy a ticket for the front row, wear knee pads, pop the railing, and beat somebody up, and see if I get you know get a job. You know what I mean? Like honestly, like I don't. I, it, it, it's interesting that they got that they added this intrigue in the final week, and now with Vince involved. Um, although I thought the angle at the end of Monday's Raw, I mean, I sat ten rows, on, fourteen rows on the floor, excuse me, behind the announcer's booth, and I could see it as clear as day that Big Show totally missed Vince's head in that shot. So I, I think that it's nice that they added this, but there's got to be a real payoff because, like I said, John Cena was fired from the Nexus and all that stuff. He was on TV every week after that. Then the CM Punk thing. They threatened to, Vince threatened to fire him. Although Triple H came out and stopped it, there was still, we're going to fire John Cena tonight. Like, they drew it out. Like, you know, in real life, if somebody's going to fire you, they're not going to draw it out. They're going to fire you. You know what I mean? Like, Vince waited the whole two hours of a show to keep a guy who he had employed to him in the building for a whole two hours just to fire him in front of everybody or wanting to fire him in front of everybody. I just think the whole idea is stupid, but it also at the same time adds that intrigue. Well, what are they going to do? Lauren Ice has been a pretty consistent character that's getting heat, but there's John Cena too. I mean, what are you going to do, you know? So I'm actually looking forward to the end of that match to see what the result is. Other than that, the, the, the technical skills inside of a cage – it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be an interesting match. Uh, you know, again, I, yeah, I'm curious where the end is going to go. I, I, You know, it is what it is. It's going to be a match where we're going to see John Cena get to show off how strong he is. Uh, we'll definitely have a, a at least a couple freakishly strong moves where he, 
you know, somehow is able to to lift up the show, toss them in the air, catch them, flip them, and and just do something where we we all sit there going, that is unbelievable. Uh, yeah, we'll probably but he never violated a wellness policy, right? What's that? <laughs> He can flip the guy, toss him around, throw him through the cage, jump off the top rope with him on his with one pinky, but he's never violated a wellness policy. <laughs> Give me um, a break. You know, and, and, and I'm sure the big show is going to punish Cena. We'll see a lot of uh, vicious throws into the cage and uh, a lot of uh, really vicious chops. Um, you know, I think we'll see a, a lot of... Uh, physicality, uh, but it's it's a difficult follow-up because there's no way, at least in my mind, that you can top the physicality we saw with Lesnar and Cena. So if if you flip-flop the two matches, then maybe this, you know, Brock Cena would even have a bigger build and a bigger payoff. Um, But now coming after Brock Cena... I don't think these two guys, I mean, it's a similar kind of feel. It's going to be a brawl um, that's going to be physical. I, I don't know, you know, coming after what happened in the Lesnar match, if they can really top this. Um, so it'll be a fight. It'll be violent. Um, from what I've seen now with the stipulation, I'm going to change my, my viewpoint. I, I think Cena wins this match. Um that's yeah. I think there's no way we're gonna see Cena get fired again. Uh, Cena will win, and I guess we'll see Laurinaitis fired unless there's some sort of uh, loophole or, or something else happens. Uh, that's that's what I'm looking uh, to happen in this match. Uh, Results-wise, what do you think? Well, for the second time this evening, because we haven't agreed on a lot of things on this show, unfortunately, <laughs> um, I'm gonna agree with you on this one. Um, it's a safe bet, in my opinion. Um, I mean, Laura Nice can come and go, and nobody will care. If John Cena leaves. That's a different story. So, I'll I'll, I'll pick. I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. John Cena is going to take the uh, take the win. And the thing is, it's wrestling, so you can. You know, I don't know what they're doing with Laurinaitis, but it works better. I mean, you know that Cena is not going to be gone, so there's going to be a way to bring him back, so who knows what they're going to do. Uh, you know, if he gets fired, he's going to be back at some point. Laurinaitis, maybe they do something creative. I mean, maybe he does come back at some point. You know, he's a front office guy. They could always do something where he found a loophole or he he did something or he went back to the board of directors and they, they said the, the firing was not allowed or, you know, Triple H shows up tonight and says, you know, uh, yeah, I changed Everyone, I changed my mind, and Laurinaitis isn't going anywhere. I mean, who knows? But there's more. You're not going to miss Laurinaitis as much if he's gone, and there's more creative things they can do if they want to bring him back. John Cena, it would just be stupid to fire him again. So, wow, look at that. We're in agreement on that match. It's going to be one of those pay-per-views just going to push, and we're just going to have the same predictions for all the matches. Why don't we go a match that I'm looking forward to, and we've had this. To, let's talk about something that we've disagreed on. I'm not a big Christian guy, am I? Never been, probably never will be. Uh, got respect for him. Guy can perform, but just never been my cup of tea. Never really saw him as a main event guy. Got to admit, though, loving him. Loving him as the IC title holder. And as started, I would say Cody Rhodes, and now going forth with Christian, the IC title. A little bit. 
little bit of prestige. Don't, I'm not going to hold my breath. I'm not going to be overly excited, but a little bit. Are, are we are we perhaps moving in the right direction? Could it, I don't want to jinx it, but with the IC title, because, man, we got a, some prestige a little bit in the IC title belt, and we have a match right now that could potentially steal the show. What do you think about that, Dave? What the hell was that? <laughs> I don't so know where that voice came from. It's not like you were crying. <laughs> what, what, what is, I think is, I am. There's a tear in my eye, the IC title on the back. No, I thought maybe Tristan Law held you at gunpoint or something and, you know, and made you wear that Dynasty of Destruction towel rag of a T-shirt that you got on. Anyhow... Um, no, I see. I see that the, there's been rumors that they want to merge the Intercontinental and the United States Championships, and um, you know this is going to be a good match. And they didn't get enough time at Over the Limit, but it was still a good match. And I think that they'll get a, a good chunk of time to to tell a good story. Um, I like that Christian's winning Intercontinental title. I think he deserves more, but at the same time, um, I also think they look at him as somebody that could legitimize that title once again if they want to merge both championships, because you know they will not get rid of the Intercontinental title. That was their creation. The United States title was something they took from the NWA and WCW, so they will retire that belt in the time that they, when they want, when that time comes, when they want to merge the championships. Uh, I think it's going to be a good match. I see nothing but Brighter things for Cody Rhodes. He's he's pretty much had, I would say, from the build up towards last year's WrestleMania till up until now, he has had probably one of the best runs for a mid card guy in the company in terms of relevant being relevant storylines. I mean, he had the mask. He was up against Rey Mysterio. He um, then he had a he brought back the old Intercontinental Championship and had that run with Big Show and and you know he he, t- he took the mask off before that and now he's you know involved with Christian and you know they 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 want to do stuff with him and they're they're working they're they're slowly building him up I don't see him winning the match tonight I see him moving on to bigger things but I like the fact that in the storyline he has brought up the idea of legitimizing it, that he was the one that legitimized the title and brought it back to prestige that it lost in previous years. So I like that they're doing that, that they're, that they're putting some importance on that championship. And if we can, you know, I mentioned the United States championship earlier, which Santino Morello is the current holder of. Um, they're doing a match tonight between Santino and Ricardo um, in a, a, a tuxedo match, some sort of comedy match that they're going to do, which will probably last a few minutes, and you know it'll make Santino look good, and Ricardo will perform well as the idiot. But you know, if, if you're going to put that belt on him, don't put him in a match like that. And I think this is the the, the, the slow stages of them wanting to merge that championship and just get rid of it. And you know, I I, I disagree with you that 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 Christian, you know isn't just a mid-carter. I think he's more than that. But um, bring, bringing a guy like him to the Intercontinental Championship helps legitimize it more. I see Christian winning it tonight. If if, if you agree with me, then, oh, Christ, <laughs> the world's coming to an end. Yeah, it's bad, but I, I totally agree with you. Um, and, I, <laughs> again, like I, I, I love him in the IC title picture. And I would not necessarily be opposed. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think that Cody is, is on his way to bigger and better things. 
Um, but, you know, you have kind of a picture going on now, which I've always said. And, and you know, being a mid-carter at some point became a dirty word. And when I, when I grew up, there were guys that, man, it was like, yeah, I'm the mid-card, and, and fuck you, and I'm going to steal the goddamn show. And and I miss that, man. And, and I, you know, there's no shame. Mid-carter is not a dirty word. You know, we, we had an expression in, in acting, you know, there's there's no small parts, just small actors. And you can t- you can say the same thing for professional wrestling, man. There's no like there's no small roles. Just just know your role and excel at that. And man, I look to this and I and I would love to see, you know, I don't know if he's ready yet for the, for the heavyweight title or, or the WWE title and we've talked about being fans of his. I would love for Ziggler to have a tremendous showing tonight. And then, you know, you pull him back into the IC title picture. And Cody's on his way up, but maybe keep him in the IC picture for a while. And Christian is there. And maybe we put Swagger in the picture. Now, all of a sudden, man, the IC title, man, there's a scene there. You know, there's something to be said about the guys who are going for that belt. And then, because those guys are going for that belt, that belt, gains prestige, and that's what we want to see out of the IC title belt. I couldn't agree with you more about the U.S. title. They're they're stripping that belt down. I love Santino. I think Santino's got a lot to offer. There's been guys in wrestling that are the comic relief, and I enjoy I find him funny. I laugh usually uh, when he's on the screen. I'm not the biggest fan of him having the U.S. title, but I think there's a conscious effort to make the U.S. title matter less. So when that title goes away, no one's going to be up in arms about it going away. And, you know, a tuxedo match tonight, and I guess sure it'll have some moments where we're all going to laugh. Unfortunately, we're going to see Ricardo stripped down to his underwear. I would all but guarantee that. All but guarantee that in the end he's going to be wearing uh, some Justin Bieber panties or, um, you know, some new kids on the block undershirt. Jesus, I just dated myself. It's going to be you just, yourself, you just thought about another man in children's underwear. That's disturbing. It is disturbing. It's been a disturbing show today. But you know that's where the, the that match, that's where it's going to end. You know it's gonna, it's not going to be quite as bad as when Goldust got stripped down and he was wearing negligee underneath his Goldust outfit. I want to be... Jay, you just dated yourself. Yeah, and I don't think anybody's used the word negligee since 1997. Oh, my God. What's going on with you tonight? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's You know what? And I want to jinx it. we got like 13 minutes left. It's Technology's working, and I'm just goddamn giddy tonight. We've had phone calls. The phones have been working. You're here. I actually have a co-host tonight. We were promoing before. This show has just been out of control. And with that being said, we only got a few minutes left. So three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call if you want your opinions heard about the goings ons in professional wrestling. Give us a call right now. But we are in agreement on the IC title match. So you know what? Why don't we get to the big triple threat match and see? You know, maybe we disagree here. That might be the match of the night for the Ken Reedy show because if we have the same prediction on this one. Then, then who cares? It doesn't. Our predictions mean shit. So if we differ here, this match of the night right here. Not a fan of triple threat matches, especially for the title. Um, I think most wrestling fans we would have loved to have seen a Punk versus uh, Daniel Bryan. 
um, one-on-one, maybe uh, the rumors of it being a submission match, uh, which could have been an interesting take on things. But we've added Kane. We've added AJ wanting to bang Kane, Punk, or maybe still Daniel Bryan. Who knows? We got a psycho bitch involved in a triple threat match for the WWE title. Where the hell do you see this match going? I don't know. I mean, it's 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 all over the place. Um, after watching on you know the, the, on Monday night and then you know Friday evening, I mean the direction that, that I'm looking at this going is that she helps Daniel Bryan win the WWE Championship, and that this whole thing was a big ruse from the start of WrestleMania up until now. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going with Daniel Bryan to win the title. Um, another merchandise mover that the WWE likes and, you know, that they see as a, as a major player now. And, you know, the, it's all over the place. It wouldn't surprise me if Kane won the belt either, but I don't think they want to do that with him. Um. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with AJ. I've said it for months. There's been plenty of opportunities where they could have taken AJ and you know, tweaked her character a little bit and really helped cement her as a major player on on the show. If she already hasn't become that major player now with Daniel Bryan, and then they did the breakup angle. I think it's. I think the two of them are gonna reunite. It's gonna be some sort of switch, sick, twisted, odd angle. You know where, you know, she's crazy and, you know, he's even more delusional himself with the whole yes chance and everything. So, I mean, I think they're going to be SmackDown's version of, the, of like, an odd couple, uh, if, you, if, you, if I can, uh, you know, uh, bring up that term. But I'm going with Daniel Bryan to actually win the championship. Now, it, let, I will go on record as saying, if you agree with me, Ken, on this, then you got to get off that dynasty of, of douchebag bandwagon that you're on, okay? If you let, let's make a deal, okay? Can we you know, do that? You know, a little little respect. It's it's the dynasty of destruction. All right, never mind. Okay? And we differ. We do differ here. Oh. Um, I'm I just think that right now, um, and and hopefully this is a trend in wrestling in general because, uh, you know, I hated. The fact that you know the, the title runs just were over so quickly, and you know you can go through a year and you know six guys, seven guys would have the WWE title. Um, the title changing hands just got absolutely ridiculous, and um, there's prestige involved. And, and again, I'm an old school guy, and the belt should not be just props to put over a character. There should be at least a certain amount of prestige tied to. Uh, the character and and tied to uh, the performer. I I'm thoroughly enjoying uh, Punk and Bobby Roode being long-standing champions. Uh, I think it adds to the prestige and it's a big deal when they finally lose the belt. I don't think it's time for CM Punk to lose that belt. I think he retains tonight. I'm saying there's not going to be some sort of screwy shenanigans at some point. It would surprise me if it winds up all being a ruse, uh, but CM Punk fights through it some way, shape, or form. If you've come this far, if he's had the belt 
this long. Man, let's do something big for SummerSlam. Keep that belt on him till SummerSlam, and, and you know, let's 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 have some sort of big challenge uh, at that interview. Uh, it's one of the big four. He given uh, respect and, and uh, prestige back to that belt. Um, I, I don't see him losing just yet. I don't see him losing uh, at, at no way out. Uh, I just it's not the time for him to to lose that belt. So I am going with Punk. So we are going to differ on that match. So right there, triple threat match. That's the match of the night right there. And nothing else matters. It just matters according to our show, and that's that's the match of the night. So there you have it. I got Punk. You got uh, I was about Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan. I'm not even an ROH guy. Where the hell is my head tonight? You know, we got about eight minutes left, Dave. You know what it's time for? I bet. Oh you boy, here we go. <laughs> The Ken Reedy Show, not of approval. For those of you who have just tuned in, if this is your first time listening to The Ken Reedy Show, let me explain. The nod of approval is something in the world of wrestling. It could be anything, a TV show, a move, a wrestler, a performer, a promo, an indie show, anything you want, something that you looked at while you were watching wrestling this week and you just nodded yourself. You just sat back in your chair and nodded. Yeah, that worked. And so, every week we give something our nod of approval, and without further ado, Dave, who gets your nod of approval this week? You know, I might, i got to ask you first, actually. Can, can can you give me your nod of approval first? All right, you know what? After all we've been through this week and everything that's gone on and looking at the world of professional wrestling and looking at what goes on in, in, in this world and this crazy business of professional wrestling, the highs and the lows, uh, the people you meet, sometimes it's just good. It just feels good to meet some people with some dignity and some class who are willing to, to do what it is, step on those heads, to move forward and stomp down the inferiority in the business, to raise themselves up to a higher level, to take over. So you know what? My nod of approval this week goes to the DOD for letting me see the light, for letting me be just a small part of their master plan in taking over this world of professional wrestling, the dynasty of destruction, and what they've done continuing to rain down their destruction upon the BWO. Well, you know what, Dave? Those are the guys that get my nod of approval. You're done? I'm done. All right, good, because uh, good thing I came back just in time from the bathroom for that. Anyhow, um, this week's nod of approval for my for me does not go to those second-rate guys that were on our show earlier. I'm not even going to – that second-rate guy, I should say, the the, the heavyweight champion of the, the, the BWO, 
because they don't deserve my attention or respect for the way that they've treated this show. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, our host has been brainwashed by the rest of them. So, um, But my nod of approval this week goes to James Storm and his promo that he cut after he had won the gauntlet match in the Bound for Glory series. I thought it was good. I liked that he, came, he stated his reason why he was coming back. He had everybody in the palm of his hands um, with just every word he said. That whole, you know, impact zone was electric when he got on that microphone and talked. And, you know, that was that was pretty much the starting point as far as, like, a major storyline heading into Bound for Glory, that he's on a mission to be the champion and to beat Bobby Roode and hope that Bobby Roode is the champion. And I look forward to seeing where that's going to go. And uh, that, that gets my nod of approval this week. Yeah, I respect that. I ain't mad at you. That's a good nod of approval. I, I thought the promo was great, too. He's great. And since that, that lockdown, I don't know if they, they put some uh, people in place or what, but the uh, all the crowds for TNA have been hotter since the lockdown, that, that dead crowd that uh, you know was at that pay-per-view. So, um, yeah, I thought it was a tremendous promo. And he's a great promo guy. And that's kind of when we talked about the BFG uh, series. Um, I, I think it's great that, you know, he's so good that if he wins, it's huge. And if he loses, he'll be able to spin that the, the tragedy of uh, not succeeding into something, too. So uh, I got respect for that, Dave. It's a good nod. I like it. So there you have it. James Storm and the DOD. This week's nod of approval. The Ken Reedy Show, not of approval. We're going to go quick. We got a phone call. We got just a couple minutes. Call, are you there? Yeah, if, uh, if it's me. Vlad, hey. how you doing, buddy? No, no, no. Who is this? This is Ontario. Ontario, God, you know you sounded like Vlad. <laughs> Ontario, how you doing, man? Man, is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's an amazing thing. It's a great thing. Ken, Ken, I just want to say, man, the site looks great. I know this is my first time calling. Uh, it's hard to to get in a place where I can uh, listen to the show on a Sunday. But so far, so good, man. Thanks, I appreciate it. What are you looking forward to in tonight's paper? Man, just give me a solid card. That's that's all I want. I'm gonna skip over a few bad matches, but just give me give me something good. I'm I'm hoping that Kane Kane gets hurt. Not uh, <laughs> I want Kane to get hurt, not for real, but at least punk 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 versus Brian. That's what I want. Yeah, I think that's most wrestling want. fans want to see those guys go. Yep. Who do you think wins that match? Uh, probably CM Punk. I, I really don't believe CM Punk's going to lose the title before Robert Roode does. I think that's a uh, behind-the-scenes thing that's going on right there between both companies. Yeah, I've been saying it for point. I've been saying it for a while. Yeah, I've been saying it for a while. I'm I'm starting to lean more toward one Roode to keep the title for another year after he passes that one year mark because I really don't want him to lose the title before Punk does. All right. All good points. Again, we're up against it. Thanks a lot for the call. You know, if you can 
Find a place. Get a get a call in next week. Thanks for tuning in. I promise I'll be there next weekend. Next Sunday. Cool. Thanks a lot, man. And you know what? We are down to it. It is close enough to the end of the show. We got about 40 seconds left. Dave, are, are you going to be back next week? Are we still we still doing this together? We we are still doing this together. You know why? Because I know that eventually you will see what these guys are all about, and you will see that this bandwagon is something you're going to want to jump on. So as a true friend to you, I'm going to stick by you and let you get brainwashed into this propaganda bullshit. But eventually you will see the light on my side and the other guys in the BWO. Oh, I have seen the light. And it is good. You have tuned in to the Ken Reedy Show 6 to 8 every Sunday. It's time for the pay-per-view. Thank you for tuning in. Take care. We'll see you next week.